Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and we're really excited about today's episode because it's really something that we haven't dug into in all of these seasons of the How to Be a Redhead podcast. Stephanie and I, we do thorough podcasts on mm-hmm. what skin, makeup, makeup hair, hair, everything, everything. And we just jump right into topics that we are like, oh my God, we have such a passion for, especially skincare, especially makeup. Mm-hmm. And we don't take into account that there are some redheads out there who did not grow up or do not have a beauty background. And they not only need a 101, but they just need a conversation about yeah. Good word. redhead topics that mm-hmm. we have probably never discussed before. So we are having on our podcast producer today, her Pam, Pam, Pam Cameron, and she is a natural redhead. And when we were first having a dialogue at the beginning of 2023 about podcast episodes, it was really funny, right, stuff Because we're like, yeah, so like with hyaluronic acid, isn't it like the best serum? Or like, you know, we're just talking about our favorite sunscreens. And Stephanie and I talk beauty like on this podcast. We talk about like in real life. So we were just having a off-topic conversation with Pam. And she's like, wait, so like what is that? What is this? And we realized we might have some listeners who have questions like Pam does and wants to have that dialogue about just really, really simple tips when you're getting into the beauty. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I know. I think it's funny. There has been a couple of times where we've said something to her and her face through video is like, (laughs) what are you talking about? And... We're like, wait, I think one of the things was she never used conditioner. And we'll maybe talk to her about this. That's but- that's a crazy one that she she didn't know. And she's the sweetest. Right? We can't wait for you to talk to her. I but, know. She's so awesome. But her she didn't know like the importance of conditioner because she was just like, oh, I thought conditioner would like make my hair greasy. And we were like, oh, well, you have to put it at the ends and like try these different ones that are like sulfate free. And she was like, oh, and then... I think the most interesting thing about Pam is her and I both have the similarity. Stephanie has perfect skin, never has a blemish, but I've had you guys acne. are similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have the very, very, very redhead, typical sensitive skin. And I was like, Pam, you have to love oils. And she was like, wait, oils? That's going to give me more acne. And I was like, oh my gosh, we might have some listeners who, Stephanie, we've had podcasts about our love for oils. And then they're like, oh, I, I can't because I have acne. And I have acne, you know, I've, or I've suffered from it when I was younger. So I am so excited to just call her and just talk to her. I feel like even if you are a guru, it's going to be so fun to just hear what we have to talk to her about her questions to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk to her everything about little things that redheads have to deal with, like frizzy hair. Um, we sent her a box of beauty products before this podcast of some of our favorite. And we we put them into categories of skin, hair, makeup. And we wanted her to basically test it before we talk with her so that she has like a basis for a lot of the conversations we're going to have. Little things about mascara, um, 
how to just apply mascara stuff, like how to take mm-hmm. it out of the tube and apply it. And here we are just like, okay, well, talking about mm-hmm. the technology behind the, and the, the brush. Wand. Yeah, right, right. Like, right. <laughs> it's crazy. So um, we'll talk to her about like skincare, hair care. Um, when it comes to beauty, we can just go on and on. And what's funny is an upcoming episode on the, in this season, we're going to be talking to a beauty expert. Um, and we've done this many times, but I think that this podcast will kind of prepare us for that. So yeah, Steph, let's let's call Pam. Yeah. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hey, Pam. Of course, you know who we are. We are super excited to finally have you on our podcast. You are, of course, our producer, but we don't get to actually hear you during our interviews because you're on mute. And so we're really excited to spend today talking with you all about Redhead Beauty Tips 101. This is my very first time as an actual podcast guest, and I am thrilled and slightly nervous. So let's do this. <laughs> no, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. And um, for everyone listening, Pam is a natural redhead. So she she didn't need that qualification for the job. It was just an extra bonus. It really but- was, yeah. Yeah. So we'll start off by asking about your beauty background. Your answers could be simple as, you know, I was never introduced to it or just starting now. So was your mom or any any figure in your life into beauty? Um, we know you have a redheaded sister too. Is she into beauty? Okay. So if I'm guessing when you say beauty, you mean like makeup and hair products? Yeah. Yes. Just like a, just a routine too, I, I want to say too. Like I guess, you know, for instance, I'll just for really quick, like Stephanie and I's quick routine would be like skincare morning and night, little bit of makeup, but we wear mascara and do our eyebrows every day. We get blowouts like we have like a routine. So like we were interested to know if you grew up with the routine or what it was like just for normal stuff growing up. Yeah. Okay. Well, my sister and I shared a bathroom and we had each had our own sink and our own side of the bathroom. And I remember we probably used the same type of like cleansers. You know how there's like the, you use the cleanser and then you use the astringent. Is that how you say it? And then you okay, use yeah. the moisturizer. You use the toner. Use toner. The toner. toner. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up, there was like by the time we were teenagers, there was definitely a system and there was a system for dealing with like breakouts. So there was like mm-hmm. the of cream you put on, uh, you know, breakouts. Um, you know, I don't remember us having like a sunscreen routine because we were so dumb back then. We thought we could lay Everyone out in the backyard was. and get a tan. Every- what was wrong with yeah. us? Yeah. yeah. Everyone thought that. <laughs> what was wrong with us? Yeah. Um, but minimal hair, would you say it would you say it was minimal for you know me, just yeah minimal yeah. now my sister was better at it she like would get her eyebrows waxed regularly okay um 
Yeah, like she kind of knew what was going on with like the mascara and the eyeliner and things like that. Okay. Okay. So it was just your style to be more minimal. And what about your mom? Like was she or any or any woman influence or anyone? Um, what is her routine like? Or, you know, because usually that's that's who we learn from was our mom. Mm-hmm. But um, what what's her routine like? I'm shocked. Do people know their mom's routines? Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I know. maybe you don't even know that she if she has one or not. <laughs> yeah, um, no, because we I are always her. in the mirror with our mom doing beauty stuff. Oh, yes, wow. we know her routine. She also tells it to us, especially now that we're older. Oh, yeah. But... Like she'll be like, oh, girls, I introduced a new serum to my skincare routine. <gasps> oh, and like wow. we have conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm I mean, because I have no boundaries with like cabinets and drawers, I rummage through her stuff all the time. And I saw that she had products and that they look different from like the teenage products, like okay. creams and I just thought like, oh, when you get old, you use a lot of creams or something. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> I would think the same. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. So before meeting us, what were, did you have any beauty concerns? Um, like, for example, some people have frizzy um, hair. They don't know how to kind of combat the frizz. Dry, itchy skin is really common. Like, I suffer from dry skin. Adrian gets itchy skin because of the sensitivity. Did you feel like you, or you could be still like figuring out stuff with your skin and hair? I know we talked about it earlier that you're growing your hair out. Yes. So I've had the opposite thing. It's oily. My skin has been oily forever. Mm. And so um, I change my pillowcase once a week. I use like, I got it right here with me. Um, Cetaphil daily facial cleanser morning and night. Okay. I love that one. Um, and then sometimes I'll use a cleanser with salicylic acid because that Good. seems yep. to be helpful with yeah. like the acne. But if I use it every day, it gets like super, super dry and flaky and itchy. Okay. So I use it sparingly. And the lotion, like when it feels itchy, this is just, what is this? Ah, compare to Cetaphil. There we go. Um, compare oh. to Cetaphil okay, gentle okay. moisturizing lotion. Oh yeah, yeah, and you put that all over your face after. Yes, kind of like the last step in your skincare. Do you and do you yeah. do your skin morning and night, or are you just a night person? Morning and or night. just a morning, morning and night. Okay, that's great, Pam. I mean, that's that's awesome. You know, we always love when people do their skincare. I'll be surprised when I meet someone and they're like, "I never do my skin. I do it like once a week." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, oh, that's such a ritual wow. for me." Just keep like to me, I'm always combating acne. So it's mm-hmm. like I notice if I'm not washing as regularly, you know, it's going to flare up. It's going to mm-hmm. get worse. So you got to like keep the oil in check. Yeah. yeah same. So with same. Your ac- with your acne, is it just blemishes or do you typically break out? I know Adrian suffered from acne growing up. Um, yeah. Growing up, I was on like medication for it and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think I know the difference between a breakout and acne. I'm not sure what that means. Well, I guess I guess it could be the same. I guess when I think of like a blemish is just, you know, you get like one maybe one. hormonal pimple right before your cycle, typically around your cheek, you know, or oh. like an actual breakout can be like, I think of it as like multiple blemishes that form into what is acne. Yeah. Adrian, would you yeah. say that? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That? Okay. Yeah. All right. So like jawline 
acne is common for me now and yeah. um like forehead Hairline. probably because i probably because i touch my face too much but mm-hmm. um, yeah it's so common adrian and i both do the same yeah pam i want to tell you too i feel like i'm I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even plan on talking about acne today, but I feel like it's something that redheads actually struggle with because oh, yeah? our skin is so sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. So Stephanie is like, she's not one to talk about this. She's had perfect skin her whole life. Like I rarely see her with a pimple. And if she does, it like goes away in a day. It's like mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but because my skin is more sensitive than hers, I had such a hard time with acne because no matter what I did, like remember back in the day, people use proactive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure I had that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. My brother, my brother-in-law still uses it. Okay. Yeah. People probably still use it. There's just so yeah. many more products on the market now that you don't need yes, to use proactive. Yeah. But back then it was like the only option. And I know what you went through probably because my skin would suffer because I'm so sensitive. And then I was using proactive and drying it out. And then what I ended up learning years into doing how to be a redhead was when you dry your skin out, which you, I feel like that's a normal thing that people think is like, okay, I have, I have oily skin, so I'm going to dry it out. So it's less oily. Mm-hmm. And I, we had a skin esthetologist that we started working with um, in New York City. And she's like, the reason you have oily skin is because you're drying it out too much. So your skin mm-hmm. is overproducing too many oils. And I was like, oh, so she listened to this, Pam. She started giving me oils to put on my skin. What? That sounds so counterintuitive. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And it worked. Whoa. And I don't have any acne anymore. What? Yeah. I am willing and to try it this. It was life-changing for me. And I have a routine now. Like I I I use a certain cleanser that really like uh, cleanses my skin a lot to to but it almost like exfoliates it but mm-hmm. in a really gentle way. You're not supposed to exfoliate every day, but it's a Stephanie about Dr. Yeah. Nassif. Yeah. yeah. Um so Pam, I'll send you like what I do, but then I also use a konjac sponge. Have you heard of those? No, what is that? Oh, yeah, it's like a really gentle uh, uh, sponge that you cleanse with your skin, and I swear it like r- it takes away all the bad impurities, but then it doesn't strip your skin. And then I use oils, I use serums, and I have no acne at all. And the Conject Whoa. sponge, I know, you can, I know. I saw that you you bought some on Amazon. Yeah. You can buy like a pack of three for like. Five 10 bucks. bucks and yeah yeah it's so just, cheap and i don't know how often you throw them out do you oh uh, like uh they start to get like within like a couple weeks they start to get gross you know but like i put them under hot water like once a week because it goes on my skin every day but i started to get into this routine and i remember when we were on our book tour stuff we were in houston i had a mom come up to us at the book signing and she was talking about how her skin her daughter was dealing with acne and i wrote down on like a piece of paper or something like what i do and i was like i know it sounds crazy to incorporate oils but that's actually what your skin needs and ever i mean i was petrified to do it there's stephanie like slathering on oils no breakouts i'm like oh my god i'm gonna break out but um yeah, it's been like absolutely life changing. So when I heard, I was like, when you were telling me about just now your acne, I was like, oh, I know exactly what you're going through. It's, it's like a, it's always a battle of like dealing with a pimple here and there all the time, and it's unbelievable, Pam. I have no pimples, like never. 
That's that is nuts, and I am I absolutely know. willing to try that. Is it a prescription, yeah, yeah. or can you just buy it? Oh no, it's just a yeah. You can just buy it. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and I don't know. I know we, ha- we. I don't know if we get to this part of our questions, but we had sent you. Um, we had sent you a bunch of skin stuff, and I mm-hmm. when I was sending it, I was like, oh, maybe we should do the podcast to like talk about some of the items that we did send you because they were probably for a reason that I, that I included them. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's skincare is, is I think I'm really passionate about it because it's been life-changing for me. You know, like people are like, Oh, your skin's Mm. so clear. And I'm like, Oh God, it never was. You know, I just recently had to get a laser on my chin to get rid of just some acne scarring that I had just from back in my teenage years. So you can remove that with laser. I have like one scar mm-hmm. here but i'm like i'm at the like well it's not a big deal i'm gonna ignore it for a while but maybe like later on i'll laser yeah it. you can get it laser yeah you the best thing to do is go to a dermatologist mm-hmm. and then kind of do a consultation and they'll it'll be go free through. like you can do a free consultation with them okay yeah and they'll go through okay you know this is what we recommend for treatment it maybe takes three sessions to do this treatment, six, you know, six weeks max. So they'll kind of create a timeline and a more personalized based off of your skin. And then also tying in with acne, have you ever heard of face mask mapping? Face mapping? Not really. No. It's really fascinating. So if you Google like face mapping acne, there's so many images, kind of all the same images that will pop up. It will be an image of a person's face and then where the acne is and it's kind of color coded. So it tells you most of the time what's causing your acne. So for example, like they're say, they say that um, your jaw line and chin is either from hormonal hormones or diet, like greasy foods and things like that. Your forehead can be from either stress, irregular sleep, poor diet, um, touching with your unclean hands. Um, like nose can be the same thing. Um, cheeks can be from a dirty pillowcase, makeup brushes, your cell phone. So if you Google that, it's really, we've done a few articles on it and it's, it is really interesting. Cause you're like, Oh my God, like, yeah, these four reasons could be the reason why I'm, I have this, you know, acne breakout on my chin. So it kind of helps you with the lifestyle change almost. That's cool. And when you had the dermatologist on, did they talk about that at all? Yeah. Yeah, a while ago, Adrian. I think that's how we found out about it. Oh, that's cool. A dermatologist. Yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting to know, oh, this is from like hormones or yes, actually, I did break and then you think about like, oh, I have this breakout and it's probably caused from imbalanced sleep. I didn't sleep well the last few days or I had, mm. you know, greasy food and it's it's interesting what like, you know, how your lifestyle does can affect your acne in a way. Yeah. And um Adrian, I have all those skincare products behind me. Did you mm-hmm. did you want to talk about those? Yeah, or? yeah. I love that you have them. That'd be great. Yeah, let me just spin around in my chair here and get those. It seems like a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm like uh, y'all can't see me but like my hands are full. I'm like holding things under my chin. Okay. So so let's talk about first uh Yes, we for everyone listening, yeah. we sent Pam a box of beauty products containing hair, skin items, and of course, our finally have lashes, finally have brows. So you've been testing and trying those items 
Do you have any questions? Have you enjoyed it when it comes to our our lash and brow line? Okay, so let me tell you the 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 eyebrow, it's not the gel, it's the other kind. The, the pencil? No, the volumizing, the white one, the white box. Oh, um, you pull it out and it's like a very, very small mascara wand. And you just like go like this. Lo- the long wearing brow gel. The long wearing. Okay. It's like ti- it's like long. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That is so easy to use and like it doesn't smear or anything. And it's not a dramatic difference. It's just like, oh, I look a little bit better. That's cool. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like just very natural and just easy. Yeah. I love it. I'm using it right now. And the mascara, this is a game changer because all growing up, I tried all kinds of different brands of mascara and they always irritated my eyes. And I was very aware every second of the day that I was wearing mascara. And it was like, can't wait to get this stuff off, which is why I haven't worn it as an adult. Right. But I put on like the the Finally Have Lashes mascara and I was completely expecting it to be like irritate my eyes and I would have to lie to you guys about how much I liked it. But um, <laughs> it's actually, I can't, when I put it on, like it, it's not a huge difference. It doesn't look like I'm competing in a pageant or something. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. oh, that's a little different. I like that. And I forget that yeah. I'm wearing it because it doesn't irritate me at all. That's so Which, great. That's so great. No, so I know. Obviously, yeah. us either, especially um, wearing contacts. I know you don't anymore, Pam. But um, we, we like we couldn't. We we tried so many formulations because of our eyes being so sensitive, and then the contacts and all this. So we're so happy. You're happy. Oh yeah, I was recommending it the other day to a friend of mine whose mom is a redhead. And she has had a hard time with mascara. And I was like, mm. yeah, it won't. this will not irritate her at all. And it looks really good. Oh. So what do you – we love hearing that. What do your lashes look like naturally? Because Adrian's, for example, are much more transparent <laughs> and blonde than mine. They are. They are. I guess I don't think about it. Okay. One time I was working at a hair salon and my boss, she was telling um, the person doing my makeup – she was like, give her fake eyelashes. And she was like, no, no, no. Her eyelashes are actually really long. You just can't see them. Right. And so she put the mascara on. She's like, see how long her eyelashes are? She's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you had long eyelashes. But, yeah, you oh. can't tell because um, they're very light colored. So have you used an eyelash curler? It's been probably 10 years. I know I used to play with my mom's. Like, because it just looked like yeah. a little contraption. Like, what does this do? It's it like does, a little guillotine or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. We. You should try it because I. I mean, I use one every day, Adrian. I don't know. If yeah. You no, do, I do. But, I do. I do. But my my lashes just stick straight out. So I need to kind of curve them even before putting on mascara or else. Well, with our finally have lashes, I don't. T- I don't need to do it as much. But other brands beforehand, I had to. But. I it's kind of just become a habit. It takes like two seconds, and it's you really have Im- to get used to it. You yeah, you, it, when you put it on your eyelashes, you you need to pump it and like kind of pull your lashes up, which is like oh yeah. I'm making it sound more per- painful than it is, but like the pump, <laughs> the pumping the pumping like when you're with your hand is like what makes them curl. Oh yeah. okay, I didn't yeah, know so that. Yeah, so most people like they just stomp it, and then they're like, mm-hmm. why aren't they curled? But you have to like pump, 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 and oh, then it, it'll that. curl your lash. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> pump, yeah. Pump, but pump. you can, you can just buy one at the drugstore and like test it out. You know what I mean? But I think what Stephanie means is when you curl your blonde lashes and then you put finally have lashes on, it even looks even better. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Because then you can see how long they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like a little like a uh, lift at the bottom where Stephanie, I know what you mean. Ours will sometimes just stick out if we don't do it. Yeah. Like stick straight out. I mean, for people that just have naturally curved and naturally looking lashes like that, it's I'm envious because mine would just stick straight out. <laughs> and then so now... So with the brows, so prior to using Finally Have Brows, did you ever put brow uh, products on your your eyebrows? No. Um, no. Okay. My mom, when I was a teenager, if there was like some sort of special occasion, she would she would really want me to use this stuff. It was completely clear, and it was like a mascara wand, and you use okay. it on your eyebrows. And I would, yeah, I would always argue with her. I'm like, Mom, I don't want to look surprised all night. And she's like, honey, you, you won't. You just please use this. I'm like, I don't want to. You know, it was just those teenager like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm going to stick it to the man and not put yeah. stuff on my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they coarse? Are your eyebrows coarse? What would that mean? Like, like, they're, uh, like uh, they're not, they're not. Um, N- uh, like, like the texture of them is not soft naturally they kind of just they are yeah they kind of just my yeah, mine like are very Adrian's. coarse like my eyebrows i have to trim them and like Eight, you know make sure yeah. or else they'll grow like all weird oh <laughs> you have to trim the length oh yeah yeah me too i didn't know that was a thing yeah really? yeah you can get some little scissors at i i think i got mine at target or something they're like little grooming i think i actually got them in the um grooming aisle for like getting your nose hair yeah that's what i thought they were for yeah but no you can what you want to do is you brush up with like the other end of finally have you know the finally have brows pencil that we gave you that like you Mm -hmm. okay the other end there's a spoolie and it's like a little brush yeah it's called a spoolie it's a little brush this like that oh okay stephanie show her show her how you brush them so you brush up, right? Okay. And then any hairs, like I just, I actually just cut mine yesterday. I did too. Any hairs that like poke up, you just grab your scissors. And you'll notice, like, have you ever gotten your eyebrows threaded? Dear God, no. Everyone says it's okay. incredibly painful. Okay, well, Adrian and, and I grew up in Rhode Island where looking back, like th- threading was very, very, very popular back in high school. And we would go every two weeks, Sangeeta. Yeah. 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 That was her name. She was always and like telling me how coarse my eyebrows were. She would rip her. It would rip the, well, not, not the, the thread. Yeah, the thread. The, it, would rip, yeah. it would rip the thread. And she's like, your hair is as thick as an Indian woman. <laughs> and, like, she would get so, and I, I would always tell her, I know it's so coarse and thick. Like it's, they're beasts, my eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie's so, but, aren't like that. No, but what they do in the very beginning is they brush up your they'll brush up your brows if you're sitting there and then they trim them. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do that to to yourself and then what you a difference. Like, it really makes a yeah. difference with your shape. Like they're not like sometimes my eyebrows will look like caterpillars. You know, if I don't really brush them, but then when you just do a little trim, you're like, "Oh, 
it like takes like mm-hmm. a year off your face, you know, just Pam, you don't look like you have as much hair on your eyebrows like we do. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I've never understood the eyebrow thing. I just read like in 17 magazine when I was a teenager, like that it you should look at your eye, like the corners of your eye. Yeah. And it yeah. like shouldn't go past the corners of your eyes. So like, that's just what I do. Like your eyes should be like in like the start of your brow should be where your eye starts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then where your art should be, should be where the middle of your, what do you call pupil. it, the circle in your, your pupil or yeah, that small circle. Mm-hmm. And then it should end where your eyebrow, so your Stephanie, eye ends. Yeah, we will draw out our eyebrows sometimes just to elongate. Yeah, I have to. Oh, Because okay. like, they're short. So like a lot of people's eyebrows like stop, but then you have to like... Yes. Mm-hmm. And w- Stephanie, it's, we talk sometimes. We're like, what a game changer it is to just draw out your brow. But these are the kind of conversations we have. <laughs> that, <laughs> and shaving, that and shaving your face is like a game changer. Yeah. Do you shave your face, Pam? Uh, What? Are you talking about microblading or what? It's like a little razor. You ever see a skin razor? Like, do you have facial hair? Well, yeah, everybody does. Like that really, really soft, like, yeah, yeah. But I think Adrian, Adrian and I, I mean, I think I take after our mom's side who I feel like every person I know that has some Swedish in them has a hairy face. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'm not generalizing in any way that all Swedish people do, but definitely our mom does. And I think I took after her, but yeah, you just use like a, a skin eraser. What a game face. changer it is. Okay. Just, here's my I do question. my whole cheeks. I do everything. I do my whole face. Yeah. But does it grow back like spiky? Like when you shave your legs? No, it really doesn't. No. Adrian, do you no. feel like that? No, I do have to say though, I I can get away with I don't I'm not hairy. Stephanie and I have opposite problems. So like I can shave my face every 10 days and I'm totally fine. Um and it's, Oh no, I Stephanie, go like twice a week. Yeah, she has to do it more frequently than I do. But I mean it's so quick, Pam, that it's like you do it in less than 5 minutes. So no matter you should never get to the point where it gets spiky anyway cuz then like I don't know. You don't want like your hair is like coming but out like, of your lip. But like this part yeah. of mine is much more coarser than other parts of my face. And for right. the listeners, she's touching like uh, the, the corners of her mouth oh, yeah. right now, yeah. like yes, the upper yes, lip. Yes. yes, that actually does bother me. So I just wax like. Um, oh, you wax. Okay. How does waxing like... work with your sensitive skin though? I've always had terrible reactions. Oh, mm, You're no fine. big deal. I just count to three, rip it off and then use the the blue liquid stuff to make it oh not you do sticky. it yourself oh yeah okay and how long it must last longer than if you're shaving your face with like a razor i guess like a couple weeks or something then i'll be yeah. like okay it's time to okay. do that again you might love yeah. a skin razor pam because you can just quickly do it like just Here's what I want to know. I want to go into your bathrooms and I want to see how you organize (laughs) all these things because it would have to be highly organized for you to find it all. Like you got the skin razor, the leg razor, the the trimmers (laughs) for the eyebrows. Like there's no way you guys share bathrooms with other people. You have to have your own bathroom for all this. No, actually for Stephanie's birthday last year, I was, I bought her a little skin. It's like, it's like a skin fridge. It's like 12 by 12. 12. I got her a skin fridge for her bathroom. What is a because skin ever, fridge? Some serums <laughs> look uh, work really well when they're cold. Yeah, like your um, your and eye cream. Oh, and cream too. Your eye cream, your face cream, if you use a jade roller. Um, 
There she <laughs> A whole new world. I've never heard of this stuff. Yeah, it's like a little fridge, and you're supposed to put majority oh of your skin. It's frigid you air. It's frigid air too. Like it's a real fridge. Yeah. Do you have like yeah. a backup generator for when your electricity goes out? Like God, save the face creams. Oh, I know, right? like, bad. she didn't like going all the way downstairs to her back to her kitchen to get this creams <gasps> every night. You know, I st- I have to move my um. I my little eye patches that I like same same I put those in my fridge too I I put them in the fridge and they're they're so funny because they're right next to a can of tuna and mustard right now (laughs) stuff I'm same for me I have my jade roller and my all my like little um I have this one eye Stephanie by Lotus Moon you know she has the one that's like a uh yeah I know it's like aluminum it's like aluminum yeah. at the end, and I love it cold on my eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Pam, you should try a skin. F- I mean, it's just, it's real. It's so, oh my gosh. If you ever wake up with like puffy skin or a hangover, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hangover or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's such a cool, the cooling effect of it. Cause they say like, if you want that same effect, just grab a ice cube and you uh-huh. can just mm-hmm. roll it around your skin. But there's nothing like putting cold skincare products on your skin, especially yeah. in the heat of the summer. Like Arkansas, I'm sure, has really hot summers. Oh, and yeah. there's nothing like that feeling of your moisturizer is cold. And you know what's good, Pam, is when you're having a breakout or a pimple or anything, I ice my skin. You, you, during the day, when do you do this? Yeah. Like, like at night, like, <laughs> like I'll even like, I'll even get like a bag of peas, like I'll get a bag of peas or whatever. Like I, it, that's just if you need like, but I usually will get like a bunch of ice in a Ziploc bag and put it on my skin. I'm telling you, the pimple will be gone by the morning. I think sometimes the worst part about the, the pimple is the inflammation and that will go away with ice. I now understand why you guys made your full-time job to... <laughs> run a beauty company because you're like well we're already doing it full time like why not just do it professionally we love yeah, it we've learned we've learned throughout the years mm-hmm. i really think it it does really help to start off with going to a dermatologist and seeing but yeah you have to just kind of see what works what works for yourself and, and when you start seeing the results it's like it's mm-hmm. kind of like working out it's like oh when you start seeing the results you're like oh i'm gonna keep doing it um but skincare is a lot like working out you're not gonna start using a cream or a serum and have overnight results you really you need to use like there's a lot of yeah. things i did want to talk about today but i it might be like i was thinking about like vitamin c's and all these different things and retinols but like i think maybe these will be basics but this Pam, is just 101 how about hair no we no no talked about hair. We, we have to she has her products we have to go over the oh, skin yeah yeah so okay. tell us what what i gave you i forgot all right. There's no way we'll have time to go through all of them. I'll just pick the most confusing one. Okay. And we'll. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I know what that is. You do? Yeah, it's the retinol. Well, okay. Ooh. I was picking that one up, but I think what I'm more con- now I don't know what retinol is. I will say that. But the most confusing one is it's this. It's a little oh, bottle, and the one. glass is the glass is like brown, and it's got a that's dropper. Bao, Stephanie. Bao. Bao, oh, yeah. and then it says. Laboratory. laboratory. Tell me which one that is. It, it's a squalane. Is it a serum or an oil? 
This says I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna do my best to pronounce this. Pro B five H A full spec quenching serum. And great. it has it in French, I think. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great serum. So actually, my mm-hmm. mother in law is a redhead. And she is in Connecticut with these harsh, harsh winters. And Stephanie, mm-hmm. she said that product and oils have like saved her skin because it's so cold. Um, but yeah, so that's a serum. So uh, maybe this is a, so when you're doing your skin routine, um, you should have like a, like a, a system on how it goes. So Stephanie and I kind of do things a little differently. Sometimes we, we switch it up, right? So we'll do yeah. like our, so you cleanse and then the, that's when I use the Conjac sponge. And okay. then when you tone your skin, you, I know you, in the beginning of this podcast, you were talking about, you used an astringent, which was like a lot of people back in like the early 2000s were using alcohol based toners. Yes. It was, you strong. don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. That will cause acne. Ooh. So you make sure you're using a toner. Did I, I must've included a toner for you. Um, I think I and did. And remember, you always want to layer thin to thick. That's a yeah. good kind of thing. So thin meaning after you cleanse. And you tone. Your, yeah. Your serums are, of course, thinner than your moisturizer. So in mm-hmm. your mind, you always want to end your skincare routine with the moisturizer because you're going from thin. When we say thin to thick, consistency. Like if you were to put all the products on the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. the mm. thinnest would go first and the thickest would go last. And that helps just build. And it's the way that you're just supposed to, throughout the years, experts have shared that that's how you're supposed to just layer your skincare products. But in this case, yeah, it's cleansing. If you use a toner, then serums and oils. And then you lock it in with your moisturizer. But sometimes okay. Stephanie and I will put the oils last. Sometimes, yeah, I put the oils last because I get really dry in my cheeks and I need a little bit of just hydration after. Um, and then the retinol, though, that retinol, you... I, that's important. So first, let's go back to the serum, though. So after... Oh, yeah. So Pam, after... If, you, if I gave you a... After you cleanse and then you you use a sponge and then you do the um, toner. That's when you're going to put on your serums. And the fun part about serums that we love is you can cocktail them, meaning you can mix your serums. So you can like use that one. If I gave you another serum that you really like, um, I think I must've given you like some kind of hyaluronic acid. Um, It's basically just pure. Oh, great. That's a vitamin C. That's great. With hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to use that. Um, be careful though, because sometimes vitamin C is going to renew your skin, which means if you put it on, you're going to really notice a difference within a couple of weeks. Um, but you can mix that with the BAO, with the bow, you can mix them and like put them all over. Make, make sure, don't forget your neck. Our mom always told us that, like never forget your neck and your chest. Um, the first signs of aging. Yeah. Is your neck. So, um, and then after you use the serums, that's when you, I usually will just go right into my moisturizer and then I do my my oils after. Um, but it's important. So retinol renews the skin. It's like what any dermatologist will tell you to use a retinol because that's going to get rid of Mm -hmm. aging quicker than like any other product, but it's very, Mm -hmm. very strong. So yeah, because Pam, you and I are very acne prone. A lot of people are going to recommend that you use the retinol before serums or after serums, because you want to get it in your skin and you want it to penetrate. Okay. But don't do that. 
Oh, don't do that. Okay. We've had a dermatologist on and she's like world renowned, Stephanie, Leslie Bauman. Yeah. And she said redheads should use retinol as their very last step because it's so yeah. powerful. So use oh. it as your very last step, like after your oils, after your moisturizers, use it. But that is like so good. Like retinol and vitamin C are going to keep your skin looking so good. Just be careful. And I always use them at night because the sun yeah, can activate them. At, you, yeah, oh, you can use it okay. at night in the beginning and just use a very little amount and kind of avoid the corners of your mouth, your eye area, and your nostrils. Mm. It sounds like, oh my God, what am I putting on my face? But it's just such a potent product that if you have sensitive skin, you you just want to start off maybe like one or two days a week, start on like mm-hmm. opposite ends, like start on a Monday and then a Friday, and then you can build from there and know that it can take a few weeks for kind of your skin to adapt to the retinol yeah but i i to start pam maybe like put that on the back burner to like fall you know what i mean like you kind of want to start with your serums start with your serums and your moisturizer and then build like that's the best part about beauty is that you can you know or skincare Mm -hmm. is that you can just if you want just do your cetaphil if you want to do the conjac sponge do a little bit of toner do the little bit of serums whatever serums you want and then just do your moisturizer but the serum is so powerful because that's going to really hydrate your skin more than even a lotion is going to do. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's just, I mean, we could go on and on, but mm-hmm. that is. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about hair before we wrap up because. Yeah, let's do course, it. Of course, being a redhead. So you, we talked about, well, tell us a little bit about your hair. So you're growing it out. It's what's the length of it right now? It is. I, I I measured it the other day because oh. I'm trying to do, when the whole reason I'm growing it out is I want to donate and the uh, here we share prefers like 12 inches. So okay. um, the longest hair I have is seven inches right now. And the shortest hair I have is uh, I think four and a half. Okay. And that's from a pixie cut. Like I was growing it out from a pixie cut that I've had since I was like 13. And for reference, I'm 30, almost 36 now. So I've okay. had a short hair a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's almost, so wow, it's almost to your collarbone, right? No? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the listeners, my hair's in a ponytail right now. And that's um, the reason that they're not sure how long it is, but it goes okay. almost to my chin. Like we're, we're almost okay. there. Yeah. So then yeah. you can you can you can donate it once the top of your hair to the bottom is twelve inches. Well, I asked my hairdresser and she said, Okay, she's like, I want you to have realistic expectations. We're not waiting for your longest hair to get twelve inches. We're waiting for your shortest hair to get twelve inches. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I because how, yeah. Yeah, because some of our hair is shorter than others. And I had never thought about that before. But I'm like, okay, you know, if it takes longer, that's okay. You know, we'll just wait. Yeah. Time's gonna pass anyway. And how yeah, and we talked listeners, um, Pam used conditioner for the first time. So Yes. How are you still using it? How's that going? Yes. Okay. So my mom always bought us conditioner when we were kids and I would use it because I okay, it's there. But as an adult, I'm gonna be honest, I thought it was like a scam because like if you sell somebody something to put in their hair and then wash it right back out, I'm like, how is that supposed to do anything? Mm, So I wouldn't I never bought it. Yeah. But then um you know, I'm looking into like, how can I get my hair super healthy, you know, that's going to be in this wig. And they're like, oh, you got a condition. I'm like, 
okay, fine. I will I will go to Kroger. I will spend <laughs> $4.99 on conditioner and I will try it. And it actually is softer, like noticeably softer. I'm like, it wasn't a scam. This stuff really works. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, we. I mean, there's so many products out there, Pam, that will blow your mind. Like in the re- in our recent like H2 bar box that we just sent out yesterday, um, or for we're recording this in March. So we're talking about the spring box. But um, we we did a pre-rinse shampoo. So people who have like itchy scalps, like some redheads have itchy scalps, we included a product that will make you put in your hair before you shampoo to like help with your scalp then. So, I mean, that's just an example of like how many products that there are in the shampoo process. So Mm -hmm. yeah, no conditioner really works. It really does. Is your, so your skin's oily. Is your hair naturally oily? Yes. Um, It is. But on this, I used to wash it every day and during the summer I probably will still have to, but since it's been cold and I haven't been outside as much, I wash three times a week. And do you okay. put conditioner all over or just on your ends? Um, just like mid length to ends. Okay, good. Yeah, good. that's good. That'll be yeah, that's now, good. The conditioner, the it's the brand is R O U X. Um, the yeah. Oh it yeah, smells great. Box. I love yeah. it. Yeah, is it a, yellow, is it a yellow bottle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. yellow. So the instructions say to use it on your scalp, but I'm skeptical. I'm like, if I put yeah. this on my scalp, it's going to be even oilier. Yeah, don't. I I don't. I I just do because I'm the same way, Pam. I'm I'm oily, so I just mm-hmm. do like mid length down, and I really just concentrate on my ends, you know. And that's I don't know. Everyone's different, but I put my conditioner in, and then I shave my legs. Like I do like all the other shower stuff, so oh, that it stays. Okay. You know, it, it really seeps in. Um, I think that's that's just something that I do. Steph, do you do that? I wash my hair. I rinse it. And then it depends if I'm using a a hair tint or something to enhance my red hair that I want to keep in my hair for a few minutes. If I am doing that, then I'll shave my legs and then I'll rinse it out. Yeah. But it kind of just depends on on the day. I saw some funny... Was it a TikTok video or something that said no one, you know, when you tell your spouse or some someone was telling her spouse, like, it's my complete, like, bath care routine, so I'm going to be a little bit longer. And I do that, too. <laughs> like, some days, because I only wash my hair once or twice a week, so those are really quick showers on the days that I don't, you know, have to wash my hair. Adrian, you would yeah. probably agree, but then yeah. – and then on the days that I don't have to wash my hair or shave my legs, oh, that's super quick. But on the days that I have to do everything, it could take a while. Yeah. So Pam, I feel like we could just keep talking about all of this stuff. But is there any product, you know, last question, are there any products you want to try, but you're afraid to do so? Oh, let me see. Um I don't think I'm as scared when it comes to my hair because you can always wash it out because I have yeah. made some... Good Lord. Um, I've put like olive oil on it. Let me tell you, that was gross. Um, yeah. Adrian put, used to do I that. love olive oil though. I oh, even, man. Pam, Pam, I'll even put it on my skin. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I will exfoliate with it with sugar. Like I'll mix it yeah, with sugar and exfoliate good. my legs with it. Um, you know, this makes me think of, sorry, um, I got a prenatal massage a couple weeks ago and the woman who did my, my massage had the most beautiful skin guys, most beautiful skin. And obviously she works at a spa. So I'm thinking like, okay, why I'm not even going to ask her because it's kind of like when you see someone that works at 
a dermatologist. Like, of course, they're going to have beautiful skin if they they have all of these procedures and treatments and products right at their fingertips. But I asked her and she's like, honestly, all I do is I eat really, really healthy. I stay hydrated. She uses this one serum from Juice Beauty that I save. And then she just slathers her skin with coconut oil. Oh, coconut oh. oil. Wow. See, I would yeah. break out. That would be too – Pam, don't do that. I feel like we'll that, have no, a breakout. Be, <laughs> that's the thing that I would that's be scared to put on my skin is like um, anything like really oily uh, because I yeah. already have so much oil. Yeah, but you, you'll I – I understand stuff. Her skin's probably so good because – her skin, what's crazy is her skin probably produces no oil because she's giving it all the oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She just had the most beautiful, and she was in her early 50s. I just couldn't believe it. She said that she's never gotten Botox. She's never gotten any cosmetic procedures. Sunscreen? Is sunscreen? Does she? I didn't ask about sunscreen. She's really big into diet and, and drinking water. So I obviously okay. know that that helps. But I had to ask her about her products and she's like, I think I just own one cleanser and one serum. And I'm like thinking like, oh my God, I have like 25 <laughs> serums in my wow. bathroom that I interchange. Oh my with. God, just, I might have a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. <laughs> but I think about her because every time I see coconut oil, because I love to bake, I'm like, oh, should I put it on my skin? But then I'm like, uh, my skin's fine right now. So maybe I won't. But it made me think of olive oil because there are a lot of DIY kitchen stuff that you can put like people eat, put coconut oil on their hair mom somebody mom puts coconut oil on her skin oh she does yeah oh it's a great moisturizer even if you just do your neck and decollete yeah. and like your you know your arms like it's such a good moisturizer yeah well that was a little side note but yes pam <laughs> going back to the last question um you were saying if there's any products that you're adrian was it the question afraid to try yeah afraid to try um well, because you highly recommended certain kinds of oils, I will try it. But if anyone but you had recommended it, I would be like, no, thank you. Um, yeah. No, I know. I yeah. know. I know exactly what's going. I know exactly what's yes. going through your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So any, but I know you were talking um, before we go, you were talking about what we were talking privately before Stephanie was coming on a couple of days ago. And you said that with mascara, you weren't even sure about like with, with, um, the, with the, with the tube, you were like, do I need to shake it? Or right. I was like, is this like nail polish? Like, do I need to roll it around? Or, <laughs> you know, I, so love I, that I don't question. need to do that. I loved it. No. That's a really good question. Yeah. No, no, no. 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 You, you don't want to do that. And you don't want to pump it. You don't want to mm. open it and then just go in and out, in and out. You just want to twist it off lightly, just drag up the wand and then apply it. And what we always right. recommend too is you need to change your mascara. And I've learned the hard way with this, but like every yeah. two to three months because of bacteria, people have to oh. change their mascara. Yeah. So Pam, anytime oh. you need more, just tell us and we'll ship you some. Mm -hmm. But okay, uh, um, people who subscribe on our website and they get the finally, we have it on like an every 90 day, you can get it every 90 days because that's what we recommend oh. because you don't, you think about what's in your eye, you're touching everything, it goes back into the tube and then you really mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. just for the health of your eye change your mascara every 60 to, 60 to 90 days. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. I never thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't want to spend money on a new mascara. But believe me, who has been queen of eye infections, mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to you want to change it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, Pam, we are super. I mean, I think that this whole hour, almost hour talk with you has been, I hope, very educational. <laughs> Yes. And seriously, if you don't show your your listeners your bathroom, I want to see it because I bet it's like 
an an altar to organized beauty. I want to see it. It is it needs very to be organized. More organized. Yeah, yeah. Adrian's is much more. I need to get new medicine cabinets, but that's a separate thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. But we'll we'll share some some pictures maybe on IG stories and. Yeah, it's just awesome to have you on. And everyone, this is Pam, our producer. (laughs) Thanks, Pam. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Listeners, redheads, we told you how sweet is she. So now you got to learn more about Pam and all the questions that we had for her, she had for us. And I think it just hopefully if, there was a time while we were talking with her where you were like, oh my gosh, nah, or I didn't know that. Right. I That's why we did this episode. So we really hope that you take everything that we spoke to with Pam because we hope that you're just learning from it. And, you know, I think that it's important to talk about sunscreen and eyebrows and mascara and products that really, if you're not using sunscreen, mascara, for example, eyebrow product, maybe all three or one, you're missing, really missing out, especially being a redhead, I think. So hopefully you learned a lot. And we have to do more one-on-one episodes, I think, Adrian, talking about other things. I think so. Relating to beauty and being a redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, like we are so involved with like making Mm -hmm. products, putting products in the H2 bar box. Like we love products. If you opened up our medicine cabinet, like we have hundreds of things that we use and we come from a beauty background, like way before how to be a redhead 12 years ago, like we talked beauty with our grandma, with our mom all the time still. So we understand that there are some people like Pam where she's like, wait, like you had these conversations with your mom growing up and we're like, yeah, like you didn't have these conversations (laughs) about like wearing black mascara. It's really, it's really, really cool. So yeah, let us know if you would think that we should do more podcasts like this. I think we literally could have talked to Pam for like two hours about all the different things. Yeah, she's so wonderful. We're so blessed and thankful that we discovered, we now work with her, you know, as our producer because she's awesome and she's a redhead not and that wasn't that the plan, the, right? That yeah, plan. right, right. When we were looking for a podca- podcast producer, it wasn't the job description wasn't the requirement <laughs> wasn't to be a redhead, but it just so happened. And yeah, she's awesome. So, okay, guys, it's time for question and answers daily. We get an array of questions from social media comments, emails, DMs, and of course, if you've been listening throughout this season, you know that we like to answer some questions at the end of every podcast interview. So we'll answer a few now. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a question, definitely email us at h2barpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, our handles, how to be a redhead. So let's get right into it. First question from Anne on Instagram. She asked, how do I add volume to my red hair? 
And we will link in the podcast notes articles that we have about volume. And I think it is an important question because I think a lot of redheads have, you know, the, what is the stuff? What is it? It's that we have, we, we have, oh, we have, we have less say. strands than blondes and brunettes. But each strand is, is thicker. thicker. So it makes it look like we have thicker hair. Right. So if you're listening and you're dealing with flat hair, it, it could just be, you know, the product that you're using is weighing down your hair. Um, maybe the way you're styling it. Um, you know, not taking it back to like the 80s, but a teasing brush and some sort of a teasing motion in yeah. the back of your hair could give you some some life as well as the right styling products you're using. The hair, the um, shampoo and conditioner you're using, you know, some yeah, of them can yep. weigh you down. Like if you're using an oil-based, yeah. argan oil-based to help you with your frizz, you might have flatter hair. So yeah. there's a lot of different things that you can do to like get better volume, but... Also, you have to kind of go back, like you said, and just kind of see what your routine is. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely link because um, we've done so many articles on our website relating to this topic. Um, yeah. So definitely check that out. The next question is Abby. She sent us an email. Have you considered doing a How to Be a Redhead magazine? Adrian, didn't we do one years ago? I, that's why when I saw this, I started laughing because we did like back in like 2011, edit- 2012. Reditorial, we yeah, called we it. called it Reditorial. And um, did we send it out to people in an email? Yeah, it was like a it was like a digital magazine that people like paid for. Oh my for. gosh, I wish I wish we had it. <laughs> um, I don't think sometimes don't- I look back at. <laughs> Sometimes I look back at like those tutorials we did sometimes when I'm on YouTube, not that not like I'm purposely looking at these videos. But if I go on YouTube and I see some of the ones we did at Dwayne Street Hotel around the time of yeah. that magazine thing, yeah. I feel like I look so sad. I'm showing no emotion. <laughs> I'm like, we created redhead bobby pins like so monotone. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. I don't think, Abby, that we have plans to do a magazine. Um because we feel like the how to be a everything's redhead, already online yeah like how to be a redhead.com is like our magazine um, yeah we post daily so and newsletters we send yeah. out two newsletters a, a week so right right and we are on stories all the time so we feel like if you want to get a daily dose of how to be a redhead definitely make sure that you're heading to how to be a redhead.com and right. you know, going to Instagram, going to TikTok, we are that is like our our new magazine. And I think back in the day, like when we had our reditorial magazine, um, mm-hmm. we didn't have all of these outlets. You know, we didn't have Instagram stories. We weren't sending out uh, newsletters the way that we are now. We, you know, didn't have so many different ways to communicate with our customers. And now we do. Very good point. Yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, definitely subscribe to everything. I mean, even everything from down to like Pinterest to um, threads to Snapchat, we're like on everything. Even YouTube has been revamped. So, you know, head head to all those those places. And I feel like you'll feel like it's a magazine, but definitely how to be a redhead.com with all the different beauty tips. Every day we post uh, Monday through Friday. So definitely head there if you want to see what we have to say every day. Yeah. And Aubrey on Instagram, she DM'd us asking, why are so many redheads featured in classical art paintings? 
Love that question. I do too. Actually, we did an article about this recently. Like, yeah, yeah like within this year, I think. Um, time goes by so quickly. It could have been in 2022, but we'll link no, it. No, I think it was this year. Yeah, we definitely will link it. I think it's because women were thought to be exotic, right? Yeah. Back then yeah. And like mystical and. Yeah. Yeah. And pale, like pale skin was like yeah. all the rage back then. Like, and if you had super pale, long hair. Yeah. Super long red hair is. And I think too, it's just like the color red with anything. It's like back then when they were painting, and I love art. Like when we, um, Steph, when we've gone to Italy, you know, I'm always dragging you mm-hmm. to like museums and stuff, and especially in Paris. And I'm, I notice all the redheads in the paintings too. And I really think it was like back then it was there form of an advertisement so like if you're watching which this is another fact but like when you're watching commercials like at super bowl or whatever there's a lot of redheads because they pick the red because it's like it's you remember it it, too it it, it, like makes you look at it because it's red and like oh wow and i think back then like that was their way to communicate and if you saw red in a painting it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons. But I we did a we did a a full post about this. So we'll definitely link it in the podcast notes. Yeah. And Maddie on Instagram threads, which by the way, I love threads. You do, um, you do, I notice. Now you really do love threads. I think more people are getting away from I was gonna call it Twitter, but I think it's X. now called X. Yeah. But I have noticed more of our followers are on threads. Yeah. I don't know. That was just something I wanted to share because I saw that Maddie is, she asked us this on threads, but she said, would you consider adding a lighter shade of brown for in your mascara line? Something between auburn and brown. Isn't this interesting that she asked? I know. When I saw this question, I thought, oh my gosh. It's like, does she know? I know. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, it's happening. Um, it is. We're coming out with two more shades, and one of them is a version of a lighter brown in our mascara line. It's like darker than the auburn. It's lighter than the brown. And honestly, it's, awesome. it's like fall in a mascara color. That's what I have to say about it. It's like mm-hmm. the perfect, perfect shade. And Stephanie and I custom made the shade, so we're really excited for you to see it. And then we also are having another one. And we put these into stories um, on Stephanie's birthday, actually. A couple of weeks ago, we, we, we did all teasers with Stephanie showcasing the new, the new shades. Or we, I think we featured one shade and just showed that we are doing a new brush. We are doing um, an update on the formula. And our packaging is going to be new. So we have a lot of new things coming this fall for National Love Your Red Hair Day on November 5th. And we just have a really, really big fall coming up. So Maddie, it's like you read our mind. I know. (laughs) So we just really hope that you took and learned so much from this episode with Pam, our amazing producer. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, talking with her and having her on our podcast with her being a redhead we when we asked her, we were so thrilled that she said yes, because we thought that it would be such a great episode. So thank you for listening and want to help us spread the news about the How to Beard Redhead brand and this podcast. Please give us a five star review and tell your friends, redheads and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on our website, howtobearedhead.com, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes with links with the products we mentioned, articles and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead.